Hey, Nick, welcome to the podcast. What's up, RT? <laughs> you going to offend anyone today? Blake, probably. Yeah. Yep. Well. <laughs> I don't know. You want to talk about some stuff? No. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. We'll, okay. we'll see. I might offend some people. I don't know. I mean, last week I was trying to like, hey, we need to have these spiritual disciplines. You're like, don't be fat. It's well, like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to help. Some people need it, you know, more in your face than other people. I guess. So. Maybe you should be a personal trainer. No. You don't think? That's not my strong suit. For the right person, it may be. like It might be for a person way bigger than me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not in the greatest shape. Well, you don't have to be in great shape to teach it, right? I guess not. I mean, don't you, like, need to be a believer to be a pastor? That's true. Okay. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I'm not perfect. As right. a I mean, you know that. So We've hung I just out. need to believe that you can lose weight to teach you to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> don't be fat. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what you want to talk about ice fishing again no well you said you may be going ice fishing yeah i might week. go ice fishing and you've been before yeah i didn't catch anything you just, have you only been one time yep that was enough for me to go out and buy all the equipment though <laughs> i'm sure you know i got the the tiny little pole and yeah. a bucket with a seat on it and that's see i was just telling you like when i think like of the, ice fishing i got like I need, the scoop to get the ice out of the hole i've watched some of those reality shows and stuff about alaska and things you know like where you have the what would you call it? Like, like a, a shanty. I don't know what that is, but it's like a tent. Yeah, like a tent. Yeah, ice fishing, ice fishing tent. A tent, a heater inside it. We don't have any of that. You know what I mean? Like you drive your four wheeler out there. No, we walk out there. Yeah. Sit in the elements. Don't you catch can build anything. a little fire on the ice. You build a fire on the ice. You can build a fire on the ice. We don't. I don't. Um, no. And I go with people that are. I was about to call you dumb, but I guess. It... I go with people that are quite a bit uh, more insulated than me. <laughs> so um, I freeze. They do not. Um, they are well insulated. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing is I send them out on the ice first mm -hmm. um, because their insulation yeah. is, you know, more typical <laughs> to break the ice than my insulation. So, uh, it's kind of fun, you know, cause they like, they creep out, you yeah. know, little baby see, steps out. Do you drill through it or anything? See how deep it is where you out there? No. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go out there and figure it out. seems like there's probably a better way. Yeah, there is. Let's wait for like 10 cold days in a row and then go out there and try it. Because we've not had that many cold days. Yeah, not yet. That's why I'm not going out Yeah. on the first round with them. You just yeah. cook the fish on the fire right there when you get Yeah, it? that's what they do. They bring like a whole bunch of sides and then just cook the fish on the fire. And then, uh, you know, tie a rope around them, send the biggest guy out. And then, <laughs> no, you know, you if he, yeah, that's what we do. You tie a rope around someone. We tie a rope around his waist. And, uh, and you send the biggest guy out? You wouldn't want to send the smallest guy out. Wouldn't make I sense. Could, I don't know. I could see either way there. But. <laughs> It'd be easier to pull the smallest guy in, but then you wouldn't know if the ice is strong enough to hold the biggest guy. Yeah. You know. Let's jump into our material. Okay. Now, hopefully you're here next week after ice we'll fishing see. and you make it back. Yeah. I'll make it back. I'm not the biggest guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you a good swimmer? Oh, great swimmer. Okay. Yeah. I swim like a fish. <laughs> well, I mean, the cold plunges are all the, the craze right Man, now. Man, right? a guy at work's doing that right now. Does he? Um, well, he was, like, until it uh, froze over. But they're going out and sitting in Morse Reservoir for, like, 15 minutes every night. Oh, so he's doing it, like, in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just, uh, he's like, I got some shoes, and we just put on our uh, swim trunks, and we go out, you know, shoulder deep. Yeah. And we hang out for 10 or 15 minutes, and he's like, then we come back in. And he's like, it's the best thing for you. There, I mean. Not the best thing for me, but. There's a lot of benefits to it. Like that's, when you read yeah. It. Have, you, have you done, like, the ice baths? No, I haven't. Yeah. Have you? I have one at home. An ice bath? Mm -hmm. Really? I put it in the garage. Okay. 
Huh. It's like a kiddie pool with you just it's, put a couple bags of ice in it. Basically, it's it's insulated. It's kind of like a it's pretty small. Yeah. But well, you know, I didn't want to get a good one in case I don't stick with it. Yeah. So, but I decided one try doing ice baths like every couple of days. Okay. See, I thought about it. Yeah. But it'd probably be like a 60 degree bath. <laughs> That's probably where I'd start. Yeah. I'd probably just never go below that. So mine stays. Mine doesn't have like a cooler to keep it cold. I got to throw ice in it. Okay. They have the fancy ones that you got to. Like they had a steak hold. Huh. Yeah, so mine, I, I throw a couple bags of ice in it. Is this how you lost all that weight? No. Oh, I was going to say, maybe, maybe I'll try, but <laughs> no. maybe not. I, I think it helps with weight loss. I think this helps with my mental clarity. Really? And some other things. Oh, make me think I'm cold. I need to get out of here. Well, but. it does, but then you got to sit in there for two minutes, whatever your time is. Yeah, how so. long do you sit in it? I try to work up. So it started like 15 seconds was yeah. good. Um, <laughs> so I can, I can go. See, couple. I would feel like I just wasted my money on this thing. I sat in it for 15 seconds. Yeah, but then you try to go longer next time. Okay. So I can go a couple minutes. Huh. You come over and try it out if you want. Yeah, It's in the gym in the garage. Yeah. I've seen um, your gym. It looks nice. Yeah, so now in the corner of it, there sets this little ice bath thing. Okay. So, yeah. Huh. I'll, I'll buy some new ice and throw it in there. <laughs> I'll bring my own. Yeah. I, well, I've been thinking about getting an ice machine. Cause I, yeah, you're going to need it. Because I keep going to have to buy the ice. And, okay. Yeah. I don't It's pretty. I'm trying to picture, like, you trying to, like, fit in it. It's the only thing. Like. Yeah, I'm guessing like you bought one for your size person. Well, I mean, it said it said you can be up to six four. It's like, like my knees sure. are gonna stick out of it like they do You're at every bathtub. Are you six four? Are you six four exactly? I, I think yeah, six three or six four. Yeah, so you'd, so. you'd fit. Yeah. Okay. Next time, can we do a podcast from there? Just throw a. Uh, I don't think it works remote, so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, we, It'll work. We figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. Let's jump into it. Be like the time I got baptized when y'all were trying to do the ice bucket challenge that day. Trying to get you in a horse trough. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't go all the way under. Do Gotta it do it again. <laughs> Man. All right. Anyway. Uh, so I thought today we'd just talk briefly about Samuel's farewell speech from the Bible. Okay. This is an interesting passage. It is. So Samuel, so the people of Israel, they wanted a king. Right. So they kept asking God for a king, and then God's like, okay, I'm going to give you a king. Saul's going to be their king. Yeah. So Samuel's like the prophet guy who had, he'd been speaking and, and doing a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know, kind of kind of man in charge. Well, they kind of had what, judges. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, kind of how they yeah, judges. dealt with things. Yeah. Okay. So what you get here is Samuel's farewell speech. Right. So he's getting ready to step down. Right out into the sunset. And... Bring Saul. He's gonna kind of demote himself or yeah. decrease himself, and then increase Saul. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you know, presidents give farewell speeches. They do. Uh, Great ones. Well, George Washington gave the first one. Oh, yeah. So he gave one, um, and you know, he's a guy that probably could have kept going on. Not probably. He could have kept going on being president. Yeah. But he's like, no, I got to step down. Like right. this is what's good for the country. Yeah. Um, it's what they need, and he gives his farewell speech. And wouldn't that be a tough position? For George Washington? Well, I mean, for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're in charge of a country, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you feel like what you've done is great. Yeah. And then to actually have to step down and let somebody else kind of take those reins, I mean, that would be that'd be tough. I think it's hard. Yeah, Probably in for, any position, really. That's what I was thinking. Like, even if, if you own a company yeah. or you've worked in a certain job for a long time, like, I think stepping down is tough. Yeah. Um, I used to, and I've grown in this, because I used to think, like, why won't that old guy step down? Right. Especially, like, me, I'm in the pastor world, so yeah. some pastors like, it's probably time to hang it up, man. You're saying some dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got friends like Nick. <laughs> you know, but but then, like, no, I think it is because a lot of your sense of meaning's there. Yeah. And you've worked hard in that well, organization. Like a sense of worth, you know, and that's kind of yeah. where you draw your, well, a lot of people draw their sense of worth from their work or from, you know, things that they do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that'd be a tough one to 
to step down. Yeah. Like we did, uh, we had Mayor Buckley on here recently. Yep. And uh, he was kind of, he's, I think he's in the transition period or yeah. was in a transition yeah, period. Yeah, he didn't re, re, of stepping re down. And, yep. you know, and hopefully, you know, the person that he got behind has got kind of the same views and things that yeah. he was working on. But, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a tough deal. Yeah, I thought about that with him. Like, I think it would, like, he worked really hard for the, the city he was mayor of and yeah. seen a lot of change, a lot of good things happen. Then all of a sudden, one day, you're like, I'm no longer mayor. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. now what? Uh, so yeah, it's so whatever organization you're with. Yeah. Yeah. So here we see this. We see that with Samuel. Right. We see him stepping down. So what I want to do is just kind of let's read through this passage and just point right. out a few things that he said. Let me there. do a couple so, verses. Uh, yeah. Start with verse one, two. Okay. I guess. And Samuel said to all of Israel, behold, I have obeyed your voice and all that you have said to me and have made king over you. And now behold, the king walks before you and I am old and gray and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Yeah, so that's just him saying, hey, I've been leading. I've been yep. out front. You guys have been seeing my life. I'm old and gray, looking like Nick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's, I like that he says my sons are with you. Yeah. It's not that I've, I'm stepping down and appointing my sons over you. Yeah. I'm not appointing them, as a lot of people would do, Yeah. Um, you know, to appoint kind of like a monarchy would do, you know, they yep. would, you know, appoint their sons to be in charge next. And, um, it's like, my sons are with you. My sons are, you know, they're also going yeah. to go through this next leadership with you. Yeah. And I think you see Samuel saying there, like in those first two verses we read and really the next couple as well is that, Hey, I've had a good relationship with God and a good relationship with you guys. Yeah. I've, I've lived a life of integrity. Yep. Like I've lived before you, right. you've seen, everything that I've done. So it's like what I said matched uh, what, I did. what I did. Yeah. Or who I was, who I was. Yep. And so I've, I've lived this life of integrity. And so you guys have seen this. Yeah. And so I think when you get to the end of your life or you get to the end where you're stepping down, you're giving your farewell speech or retiring, like what a testimony to be able to stand up and say, Hey, I've been, you guys have seen how I live. Yeah. You've been able to watch me now for 30 years yep. or, or how many ever years it was with Samuel. And what I said on Sunday in the pulpit matched what I, how I live Monday through Friday or yeah. Monday through Saturday. Well, yeah, I kind of, I was thinking about something earlier too, is like, you know, we're kind of three people We're we're, we are what we think we are. Mm -hmm. You are who you think you are. Yeah. I am, you know, you are what I think you are. Yeah. And then you are what the rest of the people see that you are. Yep. And uh, I think that's yeah. kind of what he's saying here is, you know, um, I've, I've said who I am and I've, I've acted this way and. Um, you can attest that I am this person. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read verse 3 and 4? Yeah. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken or whose donkey have I taken or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hands have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me and I will restore it to you. They said, you have not defrauded us or oppressed us or taken anything from a man's hand. Man, I love these two verses. I do too. So he stands up for all these people and is like, Hey, tell me, who didn't I treat well out there? Right. Like, did I steal from you? Yep. Did I, you know, use my position to take advantage of you right. to get money? Yeah. Did I take bribes? Take bribes. And they just come back and say, no, you, you didn't steal from us. You didn't take bribes. Yeah. You. Yeah. You He's know. like, and if I did, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restore it right now. Yeah. But to be able to stand up and be able to say that openly to all the people. No kidding. I mean, think about one of our politicians. <laughs> you can think about any Which one? one. <laughs> I'm not even going to name it. I don't even have to name a name. You don't. They get done after serving in Congress or the Senate for. Yep. I never heard years. one stand up there and say, have I not taken bribes? Have I not stolen yeah. from you? Have I stand before a country and say, hey, tell me. Yeah. 
Did I not treat all of you well? Right. Did I take anything? For, like, and definitely not that I'm going to restore it if I have. <laughs> Did I use my authority to take advantage of it? Yeah. And Samuel does that. Remember, right? if you like your insurance, you can keep it. <laughs> Listen, we could just keep going down the path. Yeah. Sorry, it's a big one that stuck with me. Yeah. That, but he's like, did I not treat you well? Right. And so what a legacy at the end to be able to stand up and say, hey, I, I've been there for you. Yeah. I've taken care of you. I've done it from the right motives out of serving God. Right. I haven't tried to take advantage of you. Well, and then look at all the people that are like, yeah, you're right. You have. Yeah. That's what they say, how do people respond? Yeah. Um, pretty awesome. It, you know, I, I love it. Like, yeah. I think there's so much to learn from his farewell speech. Yeah. Like we could dive in this even deeper. I'm thinking about when you retire and you hand over yeah. pastoral leadership, I'm going to help you write your speech of only truths, you know? Yeah. There'd be no lies in there. I, so I spoke at my dad's retirement ceremony <laughs> and you? I actually use this passage Okay, at the church he pastored for 30 some years. Yeah. And I kind of applied it to him because he wouldn't do it for himself, of yeah. course. So I, I mean, I stood up on that first one and said something very similar that how we said of how many donkeys did your dad steal? Um, <laughs> I used the King James version okay, with yeah, my dad, okay. um, and that was intentional because he preferred the King James, yeah. and it just this led to some better conversations yeah. uh, in this. <laughs> but but I, I, you know, I kind of applied to his life, like, hey, thirty years like serving this church did. Did his life match what he preached? And yeah. I said, as his son, I can tell you that one reason I think I still walk with God and my sister still walks with God when a lot of pastor kids go a different direction is because what my dad said on Sunday in the pulpit is how he lived Monday through Saturday. Now, my dad said some dumb stuff Sunday in the pulpit, <laughs> but that's just who he was. Yeah. Like there was no question like that's who you got. There was yep. no – he wasn't fake. So that's what I get with Samuel here. He's like, this is who I am. Yeah. And then he's like, and so did I not treat you well? And so my dad, the same way I kind of applied to that, I was like, hey, can anybody here say that he did it for the money? Because he made $15,000 a year when he started in 19, I think it was like 80-some at that yeah. church. And when he retired, he still made $15,000 a year. Gotcha. It's like, so he's didn't not getting rich. Money. Not doing it for the money. Yeah. Um, he didn't get any extra things. Like, can anybody say anything like that? And yeah. Like, there's no, like, of course, no one could say anything. So, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I was thinking about before we started this, how we were talking about we like to make jokes about our dads. Yeah. Now that they're both deceased and how not everybody responds to it. No. Well. No. And uh, we think it's funny, but, yeah. you know, not everyone else does. Yep. <coughs> um, we're not telling it, Blake. <laughs> not the joke. All right. So the third thing, uh, I think if you go down to verse 7. Yeah. Maybe we do. Yeah, go to ver read verse 7. Now, therefore, stand still that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. So what you see Samuel doing, like, it's his retirement speech. And so he's saying, like, hey, I took care of you guys. I didn't take bribes, those type of things. But then he immediately is concerned with, like, where they're heading. So he's still pointing people to God or pointing people to the cross. Right, but he's pointing people towards God, but people are wanting a king. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're wanting someone else to look up to. Yeah. I think Samuel's concern was exactly that. that yeah, I think You're so going to too. start looking to King Saul right. instead of King Jesus. Yep. And so I want you to know what, as I'm leaving, I don't need a platform. I don't care if you guys remember Samuel, right. but you remember God who, who Samuel served. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I think there was genuine, genuine concern there for mm -hmm. them wanting a king. Um, yeah. When I think what's interesting, like we live in a culture where everyone wants to build their own platform. Right. Right. They want to get famous. They want everyone to remember their name. Like yeah. The reality of the gospel is like, hey, we preach to others. 
we want them to remember Christ and what he did for them, right. but we can be forgotten. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great if you remember how RT delivers that message, but you need to make sure you remember the message. Yeah, I mean, I love when I hear people say, I've heard this a few times. Someone's like, man, I heard a sermon once and they'll say something. It's like, I can't remember where I heard it from. Yeah. And I know it's something I said. Um, Great. But they don't give me credit for it because they honestly can't remember. But yeah. that it really it made a difference in their life from right. looking at that text. I'm like, that's a win for me as a pastor. If yeah. you don't remember I said it, but you, you're applying that principle. Yep. Um, now, there is like the, the flesh, like the human side, right, that can seep in like, Right. No, I said that. Yeah, I said that. I, said that. I mean, I probably stole it from some <laughs> yeah, other give, pastor. Give credit but, where credit is due, okay? <laughs> but yeah, but Samuel's like, man, forget about me. Like, look to the cross. Yep. Um, look there. Yep. The, the next thing that we see, we really see it in Psalm 99, which you don't have to turn there if you don't want, but. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it mentions Samuel there by name that he's he's calling on the Lord and praying for people. Yeah. It's Psalm 99, 6, I think. So, but that Samuel was known for prayer and known for praying for people. Yep. And so that's just a great legacy, I think, for us to have as well. Like yep. when we come into life, like people, it's like, man, I know that you prayed for me. And I know you're going to continue to pray for me, even yep. though you can't be around. So, well, and something else to think about too is, you know, God's going to give them a king. Yeah. So why is he going to give them a king? Is it to teach them a lesson? Mm. And, uh, yeah. you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not working to get them to think that they don't need a king. They just need mm -hmm. to look to God. And uh, maybe he's going to give them a king to show them that, yeah. you know, this is, uh, this is not indeed what you needed. Yep. So, I don't know. Just something else I was thinking about with that. Yeah. No, I agree. Yep. Yeah. And then the last thing I wrote down, this, like, the importance of a legacy. Like, yeah. I don't know if we think about that enough. Like, what kind of legacy do we want to leave as men? Yeah. Do you think about it? No. I don't. I don't either very huh. often. What kind of legacy would you want to leave? I mean, I guess I do think about it some. Okay. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I think that, I, I, like when I read this account of Samuel, what stands out to me is how he's really like pointing people to God and trying to get out of the way. Okay. Which I think is a great legacy to yeah. see that. Like, so for me as a pastor, you know, I hope to stay at this church forever that I'm at, but no matter where church I'm at, like that, I'm just a good steward of that resource, that leadership ability yeah. or responsibility that I have for a short, short time. Then I turn over someone else and get out of the way. Yeah. And I hope that, I guess in my legacy, I would hope that they stand on my shoulders and go further than I did. Yeah. Like that we set um, a foundation right. where they're able to build on that and take it further. Yep. And I think that's where, wherever we find ourselves in life. Right. Okay. How about you? I think that, I mean, one of the biggest things I think of is I think I would want people to see that I was a believer and that I could be a leader in that. Yeah. And someone that they could look up to and ask questions to and someone that would give, you know, anything that I've got to anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, but above all else is, you know, not to remember me, but to think about the things that I followed, following yeah. God. And, uh, you know, and to, just to even ask questions about why was he so... Why was he into that? Yeah. You know, why, why did he think that that was the right path to go on? Just enough, if it's just enough to spark a conversation or just to get enough to get him thinking about, okay, he believed in this so firmly, maybe there's something behind it. Yeah. I, I think that's important because I think one of the things missing right now in our generation is godly old men. Yeah. Like, 
Well, and I think it's godly old men that can relate to younger men. Yeah, godly old men willing to invest in others. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you look out there right now and you think, who do I who do I look at that's 70 years old and think, I want to be like him? Yeah. And that 70-year-old's willing to invest in, in you. Right. And there's not, I think, in Christianity as a whole, like, we're, we're missing that in some yeah. ways. Like, I think our, the baby boomers maybe they've been busy with some other things and not feeling like they need to invest yet. Right. And so, and then the younger generations, maybe not reaching out enough, but there's yeah. just that, that disconnect, I think where we don't have, and I think we have godly old men. I'm just not sure that they're connecting, with connecting the sometimes. The and I know generation. some places that's helping happening. Well, I'm sure. Right. I think overall, I think that's, we need. Yeah, to when I look at my in. local community, I don't think it's happening enough. Yeah. But then I, you know, we, we talked on Gideon this past Sunday. Yeah. And one of the things, a lot of things stand out in that story, but one of the things that stand out, Gideon's like, but you did this with my grandfathers and you moved with my father's generation. So he's saying, hey, if the old people, they were really godly and doing things. And I seen you moving. He goes, where are you now? And then God looks at Gideon and he's like, well, that's why I'm here because that's you. Yeah. So I think some of it comes down on us. For sure. Like our age, like, hey, we should be investing next generation. Yeah. We're going to be the old men soon. Right. Uh, we are getting gray. Uh, <laughs> so we are getting older. Silver. <laughs> yeah. Silver. Uh, so, you know, at one point did we start taking that on ourselves to right. invest in the next generation. Yep. Um, I don't know. So that's kind of been my, my thought. It's like at yeah. some point I want to step down maybe from the day to day, Yeah. but, but be very intentional in my old age of investing in the next generation. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is hard. Yeah. I didn't think about it from the point of Gideon. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, maybe we're at that age where we're supposed to be investing in the, in the next generation. Yeah. And, uh Oh, are, are we doing it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because you become old quick. Yeah. Like life goes so quick and you turn around and you yeah. think, I'm not old, but then to someone half your age, you're pretty old. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I hear it every day. <laughs> I, I do as well. Yep. I do as well. All right. Anything else on this? I don't think so. This has been fun to look at. Yeah. All right. All right. We, Thanks, got, guys. Uh, we got a guest coming up. Oh, nice. Excited about. Yeah. I'll announce it next week. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. See you later, Nick. Yeah, see you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Tough yeah. Men of Faith. Check it out on YouTube. Yep. Subscribe it and like it. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you.